Like what has the world come to? We are now in this world where we can't trust our intuition or trust other people. Like, hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Guys, so part two of this juicy conversation, Um, I'm really excited to get into it. Please do not forget if you're wanting to do, if you are a woman and you're in business, make sure you go check out Baba. Even if you are like, I don't need any help, just go read the page because maybe it's actually going to call you in. And if you haven't read it yet, then like you're, you might be missing out on the thing that changes your whole business and like helps you make a lot more money and have a lot more impact. Um, and then also maybe New York tickets are still out. I can't remember. Um, depends when this airs. Maybe New York tickets are still out. If not, then you've missed out on the last US event for quite a while. Um, and certification starts soon. So check that out as well, because there is no other certification that has this, that has a syllabus like mine. My syllabus is fucked up. And that's why majority of women, like, that's why what all the women said when they, when I asked them why they want it, why they join, um, like in the, um, in the form to fill out, they were like, because no other certification has this fucking syllabus. Like this is insane what you're teaching. So make sure you jump on that if you're interested as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. Part two of this epic fucking episode chat thing. Now, firstly, I'm in my, like, I'm well and truly in my follicular phase. And sometimes I get really concerned for my own safety because I have so much fucking energy, like pulsating through my body, which is amazing. Um, but it's like also a lot sometimes. So I was saying this on my Instagram story yesterday, um, which you probably like maybe haven't seen if you haven't. Um, and what I was saying was that if you don't like feel like you have a fucking rebirth after your period and if you like, and and like men, if you don't feel like your woman is like a fucking different woman in every phase, she's not doing a cycle right. Like part of really being super deeply in your feminine and like understanding your cycle is that you actually get to like really fucking experience all these different phases and it's fucking delicious like sometimes overwhelming because like I have so much energy so you might need to like slow me down today actually apparently I sound drunk if you slow me down on like your podcast anyway I'll try and talk slowly might not happen point being that ladies if you do not feel like you're having a rebirth after your period if you do not feel fucking high as a bloody kite in your follicular phase and ovulation then I encourage you to like tune in and see what you can be doing for your cycle because like I mean, it's fucking awesome. I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, and the manifestation powers are like on fucking point. Anyway, okay. So today, part two of dating, sex, and the Me Too movement. And I'm really excited to keep going with this one. And I really hope that you guys, um, that you loved part one because I loved recording it and talking about it. And like, I feel like I could do 10 more episodes on this. So here goes. And I'm going to also give you guys like some tips on like things to actually be saying around like consent and all that jazz, especially for men. So I would definitely hand this over to like your male friends as well or share on your Instagram because you never know who could see it um, and really make an effort to be like, this is a good episode for men to listen to because I feel like so many men are just so lost in this area. Um, this will hopefully give them a lot of insight. 
Okay. So as a woman, for the women listening, there is a lot of blaming on, on men right now, right? So I also want to encourage you to sit with yourself and ask yourself if you're a thousand percent comfortable speaking your truth and staying, standing in your power and having boundaries, because there is a role that we have to play too here. And this is what I was kind of saying towards the end of the last episode of really being strong in your boundaries, um, and like really embodying them. So, um, so whilst yes, there are shit men out there that have, that have done terrible things to women, um, and like, and all that jazz and like, I'm in those stats too. There's also shit women out there that don't treat men well. And like, I see them. I, I know some women that don't treat men well, or like in my perspective, I don't think they treat men well. And actually it's not even like a men thing. It's like, they don't treat sometimes humans very well as well. Like sometimes it's towards a men thing because it's like a wounding. It's coming from a very wounded place and they don't really, it's very subconscious the way they're doing it. Um, and then other people are just like shitty humans. So I think putting men in a box, is like a really, uh, toxic thing for us to be doing as women. Um, and because there's plenty of amazing men out there as well and men that want to actually help us and support us now, while yeah, whilst yes, men need to learn no means no, we as women also need to learn how to have boundaries and to really speak up. So go back to my episode about boundaries. I don't know what, I don't know what number it is, but I'm going to say it's in the sixties. Go back to that episode about boundaries and like fucking study that shit because you need to get really comfortable, um, standing in your truth and having strong boundaries or work with me. One of the two. So the reason why a lot of women struggle with boundaries and speaking up is for a few reasons. One, fear of rejection from childhood wounds. Like it's this fear of like, if I say what I really mean, or if I say no, or if I say like, you've really upset me, then he's going to reject me. And I'd rather be with him than alone. And like, fuck ladies, that's toxic shit. Like you'd rather be with somebody than like that doesn't treat you well than me alone. Uh, no, thank you. Um, but also like I was saying last, uh, like the last, like in part one, like he doesn't know, like generally men, they're not trying to treat you badly. So if you don't actually tell them, they don't know. Funny that, like, if you don't tell someone, they don't know, huh? My God, not rocket science. So I really encourage you to actually like speak your fucking truth and make it clear. And Hey, this is the way that you can actually say it. Okay. What you can literally say is like, Hey, can we talk about something a little serious? And then he's like, yeah, like, sure. What is it? Um, and then you're like, you know, we've been getting a lot closer. Like, I really like you over the, like over the past few weeks, we're getting really close and I really, really like you and having you around. Um, and I know it can be like kind of a weird conversation to have, but I would really like to have a conscious and like open conversation about sex with you and like what, you like what I like, what you don't like, what I don't like. So we're just both on the same page and there's no like crazy guessing game or like, I don't want to do things that don't make you feel comfortable. And also I don't want to have resentment towards you because I haven't spoken up about what doesn't make me feel comfortable. And it's just like, and he will be like, holy fuck me dead. This is so refreshing. I don't have to guess. Newsflash ladies, men love it when we tell them what we like and what we tell them when we, and when we tell them what we don't like, because they don't have to fucking guess. They just know, like you are literally handing them like an Oscar, like, I don't know how, I don't know what the metaphor is, but you are handing them like a fucking plate of gold, whatever. So then what's probably going to happen when you say that is he's going to be like, wow, um, yes, let's have this conversation. And then the conversation can go like that's, and then it can go where it needs to go. And that is the result of that conversation is a deeper connection, not disconnection. 
But if you don't have these conversations and you don't speak up, do you know what actually happens as a result? There's disconnection because there's fucking resentment. So do yourself a favor. If you actually like the other person, you'll have the decency to bring up these kind of annoying, like a little bit awkward conversations and men like you could do it. You can say the exact same thing, just the other way around. You would say like, Hey, um, can we talk about something a little bit kind of serious and a bit weird or like not like a little bit awkward sometimes? Um, and she'll be like, uh, yeah, like, what is it? Like she might say like, um, I'm kind of scared now. And you can be like, no, no, it's not scary. And then she'll be like, okay, what's wrong? And then you're going to say, oh, nothing's wrong. Um, I just feel like we've been getting really close and I really enjoy having you around. And I just want to have a conversation about sex and intimacy and what's a yes and no from you. So I don't have to let, so I don't, um, like cross any boundaries. And like, even you as a woman, I would sit there and go like, oh my God, have my fucking babies. Like those like deep conversations and not even necessarily deep, but just like human decency conversations, like turn me the fuck on. I would literally be like, I hope a guy said that to me or like actually when we have, like I bring these conversations up. Um, if a guy said that to me, like straight off the bat, I would actually like not straight, not like on the first date, but like, you know what I mean? I would probably be like, because you've said that now, nothing is off limits. <laughs> That's probably what I, my, my response would be, especially energetically. I'd be like fucking everything because I now feel so safe with you because you do not want to cross my boundaries. And this is key men, like women need to feel a thousand percent safe in order for us to really open to receive you in order for us to really go where we want to go and also go where you want to go. Um, and so when you can have these conversations around like consent and like a not like don't be like about to go inside of her and then be like, do you consent to this? Like, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like this shit needs to happen way before the time because I get when people say like, cons- like asking for consent isn't sexy. It's like, well, that's, that's not true because like you could say like asking, what do you like? Isn't sexy, but it actually is about the way that you say it. Um, so I really encourage you. Oh, I need to answer this phone call. Hold on. Okay. I'm back. So let's get clear on like, how could this conversation actually be sexy? And let me say, like, if you were a man asking a woman this and like, I want to know like what really like turns you on and then what you're like, what you don't like. And like, she will be wet in her knickers. Like there, she'll be dripping. There'll be a wet patch underneath her. Just saying. Um, well, that would be for me. So Okay. Anyway, my next thing that I want to say was, so yeah, um, the fear of rejection, that's where I was starting off with the fear of rejection from childhood wounds. Um, that is what's one of the things that's going to stop you from drawing boundaries. So fucking work on that shit, right? You need to book an appointment with me. If you have a fear of rejection and you're not secure within yourself, like get on that. Okay. Because like, that's not living a free life when you have like no fear of rejection, because you're like, Oh, if they reject me, like, cool. Not the one great. Bye. Like bye Felicia next. Like that's the most freeing place you can be in. Like it really fucking is. Like I have come to that place now where, and I used to be the complete opposite. I'll just say that. Like, like the complete fucking opposite. I feel like if I read in one of my relationships from like the past, actually the relationship that like changed a lot for me, it would be like very fucking different. And like, I don't want to be with him because like he still hasn't done anything to like when he work on himself. But I just, it's interesting how like I used to be the complete opposite. I used to be so shut down, so cold, so like not vulnerable. What's that? What's the word for the, like closed off, closed down. I don't know, whatever. Now my heart is so open. I feel so deeply and I'm so vulnerable and I wear my heart on my sleeve. And 
whilst that can be like a little bit hard sometimes because you really feel things like quite deeply. Um, and like my Venus is in Scorpio. So yeah. Um, if you know what that means, you know what that means. Anyway, what that, what that, what that also means is that if things don't work out with a guy that I'm seeing, I'm like, cool, bye. Because I don't have to worry um, that I should have done something different or I could have done something different. Cause I was like, I was my full me. I was vulnerable. I like said what I wanted to say. I wasn't hiding things. I wasn't playing games, X, Y, and Z. And that always works in your favor. Okay. The next reason why a lot of women struggle with boundaries and speaking up is maybe also because there is a fear of him getting aggressive and us not being able to flee. So this is where men, you need to work on your fucking egos because if you, if we, if we say, let's say for example, you asked us like, um, I really want to improve on our sex life. Is there anything that you don't like? And we were like, um, I don't like it when you kiss me like X. And if you go ego and like you, we can feel the rage that comes through. Oops, hiccup. We can feel the rage that comes through you. And if you just go straight into your ego because you don't know how to like respond, you just react. That makes us not feel safe to speak the truth. And so many women don't feel safe speaking the truth because we also, we also from past experiences have experienced men not being able to hold us in our truth. And we, as women, we want to, we want a man that can hold us in all of our emotions. It can hold us in all of our desires and be that strong, sturdy tree that I've talked about and where this like crazy fucking thunderstorm, sometimes where sunshine, sometimes we're raining, snowing, hailing, lightning bolts, and you're just a tree and you don't fucking move. And when you react and when you move, when you can't hold us in all of our different energies, we don't trust you. And therefore we don't feel safe to really open up to you and to really be vulnerable with you. Right. And as, and, and, and if we have that in our personal experiences, sorry, if we've had that in past experiences, then in our current experience and our present experience, we can also be worried about like, if I share these things, if I draw boundaries, then he could get really aggressive. Okay. Uh, the next reason why women don't struggle with drawing boundaries is because they can freeze. Like I was saying in the last episode about, about this stuff, like that freeze response can happen. Um, also trauma. So your throat and your cervix are connected energetically, not like physically energetically. So, and if actually, if you look at a cervix, it looks a lot like a throat looks. So, um, if you have trauma, which, and trauma is stored in your cervix, like as a woman, we store a lot of our trauma and our pain and our emotions in our womb and in our cervix and in our vagina. So now vagina is now vulva. Your vulva is the outside. Your vagina is the inside. So, um, so if you have a lot of trauma stored down there, you'll also struggle to speak your truth. You may feel like there's a lump in your throat, or you may feel like, um, your throat is closing off, or you may just feel like your throat is like blocked. That is a sign to me that you're also holding a lot of trauma in your cervix. Another thing is that often we don't want to be seen as a quote unquote bitch. Well, guess what? I'm the boundaries bitch. And if someone else perceives me as being a bitch because I'm, because I'm sharing what my boundary is, then that's their problem, not mine. Like that's true. And going back to the boundaries episode, because I talk in there about the difference between being coming off as a bitch and coming off as a woman that's knows her worth. And I don't draw boundaries like why the fuck are you doing this? Like, don't touch me like that kind of way. I mean, that's not fucking nice. I draw boundaries like, hey, I'd actually really prefer this or like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm actually not like quite into this. That is how I draw boundaries, not like in a soft, warm, like you want to have the undercurrent of love and warmth, like you're giving them a hug as you're saying it, not in a bitchy tone. Like, yeah, but go back and listen to the boundaries episodes if you need to. Okay. Um, 
And I think I already mentioned it before as well, like people pleasing. If you're a fucking people pleaser, then you're also not going to draw boundaries, right? And this comes back to self-worth because if you have strong self-worth, you also won't be a people pleaser. So the two go hand in hand. And then the last one that I also thought of was that we don't want him to think badly of us. Like we want to get his approval. Again, that's a daddy wound, but that's a really big one of like, we want his approval. We don't want him to think that we are like, um, you know, a prude or um, that we're lame or like whatever, right? Okay. So, um, there are a lot of you that have had sex, me included, right? Where like 99% of you was a yes. And 1% of you was a no. And I want you to pause and actually think, why did you give in? And this is not, and like men listening to this, don't freak out. This is not your fault. I mean, I've had plenty of clients and like me included where like, where you're with your boyfriend or your husband and like, you just say yes, but like you kind of like want like a little part of you wants to say no, but you say yes anyway, that is going to create an energetic block because like 1% of you is like close to that. And if you like, if you shove a dick inside of a tight vagina, because that 1% of you is like, no, which will tighten your vagina that creates trauma. I'm not, I shouldn't say shove, but you know what I mean? Um, much like if you had like really sore muscles, you wouldn't then go and work out at the gym with the really sore muscles again, you would wait until the muscles aren't sore again. Otherwise you're just going to get really, really cramped up and tight. Same fucking goes. So if that 1% of you is like, no, it can be because we're tired. We're just not feeling it. We don't feel fully safe with him. Even if he's our husband, like there's just something that's off. Um, we feel a little bit like bloated, whatever it is. So it can often be an us thing. Um, but we still go ahead and say yes. And And there's no shame for doing this in the past, but I want you guys to learn for the future. Why did you give in? Like, I want you to actually pause this and really ask yourself, what was it that made me say yes when I kind of wanted to say no? And for a lot of it, it was like, didn't want, like a lot of us, it's like, didn't want the fight, didn't want him to like be pissed off and like, oh, I don't really care. And it's like, well, that's the, I don't really care is like not good enough. Cause you should care. And then the, I don't want him to be pissed off. Well, that's his problem if he's pissed off and oh, like I, he needs sex. Like I'll just, I, I know that like, I know that he needs it. Well, if he needs it, that if he needs a release, he can go masturbate. But if he wants intimacy and sex, I can tell you right now, he doesn't want intimacy and sex with his partner that's like 1% no. That would break his fucking heart. And I've had clients that have gone and then like shared, you know, like, you know, there was this time where um, I really wanted to have sex with you, but 1% of me was like, no, and I did it anyway. And it is heartbreaking for them, like for the men. So ladies, also do them a, a service by only having sex when it's a hell fucking yes. And if they can't wait for the night where it's a hell's fucking yes, then that's on them. And remember also, there's a role for you to play in this. Make sure you're not waiting for like three fucking weeks. Like if it's like, it's just a no tonight because you're exhausted and you really don't feel in the vibe and you had sex last night, that's great. Fine. But if you haven't had sex for three weeks or two weeks and you're not, and you're never in the vibe, there's a bigger fucking question mark here because that's a you thing. If you are never in the vibe to have sex, that's where you need to work on um, yourself. But if it's just like a one night every now and again, where like 99% of you is like, yes, but 1% is no, that's a different scenario. Okay. Um, Now, and for men, I want you guys to think deeply about when a woman says no or shows the nonverbal cues, what are you thinking 
she is thinking during that time? What are you thinking she is thinking during that time? Because a lot of men, like I said last episode, have grown up with no excuse, try harder. Is this the same for you too? Is that what you think? And like, again, there's no shame on you, but you need to have clarity around this so you can work on it. Okay, so if we all had a little more human decency, we would get a lot further in our relationships, wouldn't we? A little more open communication and a little more like listening to people's body language and energy and those nonverbal cues. So let's talk about human decency, shall we? And let's firstly start with fucking ghosting. And I am about to get my fucking high horse with this because I just don't fucking understand the concept of ghosting and like I don't understand why people do this I I just I honestly like I don't understand it's fucking um like so much insecurity on their end but like I'm just like what human just ghost like it's just a fucking like all you have to do is text the person like you don't need to be like even if you're insecure you can send a fucking text to like you're not seeing them in person. Like there's a fucking screen between the two of you. Anyway, so ghosting. To me, ghosting, like if someone has ghosted, I perceive that as sweet, glad I didn't waste any more time on you because clearly he isn't a decent human being. And I say this with kindness, but he's just got his own shit to deal with and I'm not up for it. And like, oh, I'm up for dealing with people's shit. Like, hello, my life is about it. I love it, right? Um, I don't need a perfect man. Like, that's just not my vibe. I don't want like some perfect, everyone's like, I'm calling in my king. And I'm like, I'm not calling in my king. I'm just calling in like my James Bond, like, and he's not perfect, but he's sexy. So that's what I'm doing. So, so when I feel like people get really obsessed with like, I need a perfect man. And like, I am happy to deal with people's shit, but what I will not deal with is no human decency. Like I draw the line there. You've got to be a decent human being. Because honestly, ghosting is the most dumb and immature thing fucking ever. Like, like I've been in scenarios where, um, you know, you dated a guy, but not on a few dates and like, you know, when you can kind of tell the other person's like really interested and you're just like, I just, I'm just not like, I just, I don't crave to be wrapped in your arms. That's kind of when you're like, right. Okay. And again, human fucking decency. Don't lead him on. And I've been in this scenario before. And you know what I did? I didn't, I actually am pretty sure one of my friends said, like, just like, don't text him back, just ghost him. And I'm like, how is that now a word? Like, just ghost him. Instead of like, just text him or just call him, it's now just ghost him. Like, what? Anyway, um, and I was like, uh, no, I don't do that. And I literally texted him being like, hey, and you can use this as a template, ladies and gentlemen, like, hey, um, I really enjoyed our time together and really enjoyed getting to know you and not but and. And, um, I respect, and I respect you as a human. Um, and I actually just don't really see a future with us. So I don't want to lead you on when there's not that much there for me. Uh, and I hope that you can understand that and respect that. And, um, yeah, like you're a really awesome human. I basically, am just like, you're a really awesome human being. Um, and I've actually, I think I've said in the past, I really respect you. So I'm not just going to fucking ghost you. I want to let you know that there's nothing wrong with you. You haven't done anything wrong. There just isn't that connection. And this is like also really nice to make for some people, um, make it clear of like, there's actually nothing wrong with you. There's just not that connection for me because I mean, you don't have that connection with everybody, guys. It doesn't mean the other person isn't hot or isn't beautiful or isn't sexy or isn't intelligent or isn't good enough. It's just that there isn't that connection. It's, I use this example with my clients actually. of like, you know, when you're out with your friends 
And like friend A will be like, oh my God, check out so-and-so. Like, like let's say like whether it's a guy or a girl, like check out so-and-so. My God, they're so hot. And friend C will be like, oh no, they're not. And you're like, are you kidding? They are like, oh my God, delicious. And you're like, okay. And you're like, no, no, no. I reckon this guy over here is the bees and A's. And then friend A is like, mm, nah. Do you know what that's called? Fucking type. Fucking type. And your type is going to be different from like your best friend's type. And that's fine. Does it mean that person A is better than person B? No, it's literally just different types. Like some people like drool at the thought of like, um, like for example, like really musician-y men. And I'm not that vibe, but I drool at businessmen and really, really smart, intelligent, like lawyer, doctor, like corporate, um, very businessy, very like analytical. I love that shit. Like, oh my God, I'm kind of getting wet thinking about it. That's what, how much I love it. So it does not mean that the arty dude or the, or the music-y dude isn't amazing. It's just not the guy for me. So in the text instead of ghosting, you can just be like, yeah, like you're perfect, like really awesome human X, Y, and Z, but I just don't feel that connection. I hope that you can respect that. Um, and, uh, and like have a good life basically. And I just want to say, like, I've always had such an amazing feedback from that. I'm like, wow, thank you. And like, if someone was to send me that, like I've been ghosted a couple of times after like, you know, like first, first or second date. Um, it hasn't happened much because I think people just know, like, you can't fucking do that with me, but it happened maybe a couple of weeks ago actually. And like, we had plans and everything. Like he, like he made plans. And then I like checked in like, Hey, we're we still on for the weekend. And he like said like he can't anymore, like something's come up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, whatever, dumb fucking, like that's a shit excuse, but that's fine. And then like never heard from him again. And to me, I'm just like crap human, like crap fucking human. And that's just because of his own wounding, his own shit, his own insecurity. But if he sent me a message being like, hey, I really enjoyed that like night, like X, Y, and Z. Um, I've either met somebody else because maybe he's met somebody else, like amazing, that's great. Um, met somebody else or I'm actually just like not in the vibe anymore, like whatever the fucking thing is. I would actually be like, thank you so fucking much. Like, thank you. And I've often said this about people that like I end up like, like their relationship doesn't work out or they end up like leaving the country or whatever. And so it like quote unquote can't work. I always say like, damn, I just wish they would say to me, like, I don't fucking like you because it would be so much easier than wondering, right? Don't leave people in that wondering state. Okay. That's my rant with ghosting in terms of like what to say. So, um, okay. So that's kind of like what you would say. And then, you know, and then it's just like, thank you. Like that sort of message is like, make you feel good as the sender and will make the receiver also feel like, obviously they might feel a little bit triggered, but, um, but, uh, it will also be like, it's also just fucking respectable is what it is. Okay. So human decency, get the fuck on board. Now, another thing with human decency, checking if you got home. Okay. Waiting for your Uber driver, waiting for your Uber driver, for the person's Uber driver to arrive, paying the bill. I mean, ladies and men, I do these things with my friends that are chicks and I'm obviously straight. So why the fuck can a man, Oh, I just said can't instead of can't can a man. Oh, I just said it again. Also do these things for a woman, for a woman. And it doesn't need to mean more than it does, right? He wants to make sure you got home and not run over by a car on the way home. That seems like a human decent, like a, like a decent human thing to do. I, I do this with my girlfriends. If we've gone out in the city, like New York city is a big city. If we've gone out in the city, I will like say to my friends, like say if one of my friends is going back to Brooklyn, for example, and I live in Manhattan, 
um, then I will say to her, like, text me when you get home. And she will. Or, like, I'll text her when I get home. Or, like, whatever it is. Because, like, I just want to know people are safe, right? Um, another thing, like, if he wants to pay the bill because he just does, let him. If he asked you out, it's also easier than splitting the bill. Um, human thing. If I go out with girlfriends, I'll often just, like, fit, fit, like take the bill. Because I'm like, oh, don't worry, you get it next time. It's just a human thing to do. Also, I find splitting bills, like, super fucking annoying and, like, I find them more awkward than just paying, to be honest. Like, you have to, like, calculate and it's just kind of weird. Um, personally, nothing. If he waits for your Uber, great, because it's kind of weird if he's just like, okay, bye, and then you're outside in the cold alone for 15 minutes waiting for an Uber, right? Wouldn't you do that with your girlfriend? Yeah, so human decency as a woman don't read into it too much when it's just a human decent thing to do. As a man, God, I'm really sorry you guys have to fucking be in this like mental battle all the time. I want to say, I want to encourage you to do the human decent thing to do. And then if some, if a woman turns around and is like, I can hold open my own fucking door, you know what you reply with? I know I was just being a decent human. And, and because if you are operating, if you are doing things from a place of I'm being a decent human and you know that in your heart, you're not doing it because she's weak, which we obviously know is not the case. Um, I did a post on that actually of like men don't think you're weak. You can push a baby out of your vagina. We're handled in that area. Lol. It's fucking true though. So I know that I know men that you don't think that we're weak or anything like that. You just want us to be treasured and cherished. And I so am here for that. So if you in your heart can also just know like you're not um, you're not meaning anything, um, out of hold open, holding open the door besides, I don't want to slam the fucking door in your face. Then if a woman turns around and goes all fucking like ape shit at you, because you know that in your heart, you can actually just say like, um, I was just holding the door open for you because it's a human decent, like it's a decent human thing to do. And then like, she won't have much to reply on with that. She'll be like, Oh, and then she'll feel like a stupid one. Okay. Now, um, with the whole consent thing, um, let's go on that tangent, shall we? How, how many minutes have I been doing of this? Um, let's see how long the episode's been going for. 27 minutes. All right, we're good. So um, on the consent thing, I found out end of last year, one of my family friends told me, there are now, and I think this is maybe more of a US thing, I'm not sure, there are now apps where your partner can, or like the person you want to sleep with, has to sign a contract saying that he or she is consenting. And to me, personally, I think this is fucking ludicrous. Like, what has the world come to? We are now in this world where we can't trust our intuition or trust other people. Like, we are getting consent very confused. We're thinking that we need it for a legal sense, but consent is about trusting that that, that, that person and trusting yourself. And if that person left the scene, that sounds like the fucking scene of a crime. If, if that person left the scene, not feeling a hundred percent and they made a case out of that, out of that, how is it automatically the other person's fault? What if they didn't speak up? What if the sex just wasn't that fab? Like signing a consent form to me also takes all of the trust out of that sexual relationship. If you cannot trust the other person that you're sleeping with, then personally, I do not think you should be sleeping with the other person. Like, I'm just going to leave it there. If you, if you do not feel safe enough with that person and if you do not trust the other person, then why the fuck are you sleeping with them, right? It's, it's true. Like, why? And if you're like, well, I just don't want them to turn around and say something that, like, you know, isn't true. I super – I understand that. But 
honestly, like what the fuck is a contract going to do? If, if that person didn't feel comfortable with X, Y, and Z, they needed to speak up and the other person needs to read nonverbal cues. Like it's as simple as that. And if, I mean, guys, we're going to really take all of the pleasure and the fun and the intimacy and the heart connection out of sex. If we keep, if we're making it now, like a fucking legal scenario where you have to sign a fucking contract. I mean, what? (sighs) Now, whether it's a one night stand or in a relationship, when you are letting somebody inside your body or you are going into someone's body, there is a large element of trust and mutual respect needed. Am I right? So if you need that contract signed, to me, there is a lack of trust and also a lack of safety. And if you if you, let's say you're the man, okay? And you're the man and you're like, no, 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 I'm scared. Like, I'm scared that a woman might turn around and twist it on me. I understand why you're scared. And like, I'm sorry that you have to go through that. Um, but I also want to say, like, I feel like you're not you're not trusting women then. You are really in like a, a shitty place of like being scared to be a man. And like, that's fair enough to be scared to be a man, but you're not trusting yourself. You are not trusting yourself because if you're really trusting within yourself, you would not be worried about this thing happening. I'm never worried about it happening. And like, there's been scenarios where like women have um, pushed a man to do something he doesn't want to do. I'm not worried because I trust myself and I trust the other person. And I trust the nonverbal cues that I'm getting from their body, not from what they're saying to me. Does that make sense? Um, All right. Now, I also want to jump in here and say that a lot of like, you know, this Me Too sexual misconduct, date rape, it gets forgotten with like men in this, in these statistics. And maybe they're actually not even in the statistics, but men get forgotten in this, uh, argument, talk, whatever you want to fucking call it scenario. So there are scenarios where men have been heavily manipulated through women, getting them very drunk and basically being forced to come home, even after saying no, and then having to have sex, not having to, but like, a, you know, that again, not like actually no, 99% of them is like, no, 1% is like one. And they just go for the 1% and like, you know, what, I just need to do this. So I don't look like a fucking pussy. These things do not just apply to women. The consent conversation does not just is not a one-way conversation with men to women. It's also women to men. The listening to nonverbal cues is not just men to women. It's also women to men. These things are not just things that men need to learn. Women need to learn them as well because people as a whole are not listening to other people's bodies and they're not listening to the energy and they're not listening to themselves. So the more that you get in tune with yourself and your environment and you get connected, the easier this becomes for you. Um, I also feel like there's just so much discomfort with talking about sex and communicating our desires that we don't really feel comfortable speaking up and sharing what we're feeling. And I feel like this is why this work is so invaluable and you really can't not do it. Also, a lot of people aren't truly present and therefore they're not tuned in with the other person's cues, sound, body language, etc. We can do fucking better people. Even for example, like last night, the guy that I was with, um, he said, like, what are you thinking? And I was like, well, when I'm sitting on top of you, I'm not thinking about something. I'm thinking about you, obviously, because I'm present. And like, he was actually a little bit taken back by that. He was like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, like that, like I, I'm not thinking of my to-do list. And it, and it just reminded me of like how many women, especially because men, when they're in it, they're in it, um, majority of the time, 
women especially, we are like super preoccupied when we're like being intimate. And ladies, you need to fucking work on this because it's not fair to the other person and it's sure as shit not fair to you because you're not getting as much pleasure as you can out of this scenario. Um, now, if there is confusion and you're like, I don't know what's going on with her, I'm getting mixed signals, and even if those mixed signals are a combo of what the person is, is doing and saying and then your like ego and fear, just ask. If you don't know if there's confusion, just ask. Literally just be like, hey, my brain is getting confused between the story that I'm telling myself and what you're saying and your energy and what you're doing. Can you just clarify like what you're feeling and what's going on for you here? Or something along those lines, right? Just ask. I feel like people forget like, oh, I can just ask the other person. And if they lie, that is their problem. It's not yours. Like really. And this is why you as a human doing this work, getting in shoe with yourself, being able to like speak vulnerably is so powerful, not just for yourself, but for the other people in your life, because less of a guessing game for them. You're not lying to them. And you're just going to feel more in alignment and more like in authenticity. So that's what I wanted to say. Um, I'm going to wrap it up there. I feel like I've gone through a lot about the me too and, and like consent and like how to talk, um, about this stuff and whatever. Um, and I also want to say something else where you consent. It's, uh, it's actually mentioned in a, what's that fucking movie? It has Will Smith in it. I can't remember the movie, but basically it's a really amazing concept with, for men, how to know if there's like consent without necessarily asking in regards to a kiss. Um, and basically it's like men, you can make that first or women, whatever, make that first 90% of the efforts, like come in 90% of the way for the kiss and then allow the woman, the woman to cross the other 10%. Um, and I think this is an amazing concept because then whilst you're like taking that risk of like putting yourself out there and like showing the woman your desire, because maybe you, she, you're aware that she really wants you to lead. You're also allowing her the choice to be like, huh, no. And she has to be the one to then lean in that 10%. And if she does, and you know, there's obviously fucking consent. And if she doesn't, then you know, there's obviously no consent. So again, you don't necessarily need to ask like, Hey, can I kiss you? Although sometimes that's kind of hot. Um, you need to listen to the nonverbal cues, even another nonverbal cue ladies. I mean, men, if a woman, and this is like my little, like I do this all the time, I'll be looking at his eyes and then I'll look at his lips and look back at his eyes. And then I'll keep looking at his eyes for a little bit longer. And then I'll look back at his lips, back at his eyes and I go up and down. And that is like, if a woman's doing that, you know that she wants to kiss you because she's looking at your fucking lips. Like that's like cue, like, hello. Um, so, so yeah. Um, that's another thing. So just get clear on like, just start to actually tune into more of what she's doing. Um, and like I was saying in the last episodes as well, like also we're trying to get clear on that, that first date of like her values and, or his values. Um, especially in regards to like trying to ask those questions around, like, you know, does she want a man to take the lead? Does she not want a man to take the lead? Um, what is she learning about? All that sort of stuff. If you haven't listened to the first part, I'd go back and listen to it. Um, but anyway, I hope this was like really juicy and helpful. Please share this episode on your, oops, I knocked over one of my candles. Um, please send, uh, please post this episode on your Instagram story. Cause I know it's going to be so, so valuable 
to a lot of people and you could be really helping a lot of people by posting this on your Instagram story. And obviously please tag me in it so that I can repost it. And I can also say thank you to you because I really appreciate it. Like I said before, it's like your little, it's your way of like, um, giving me that value exchange. Like, cause obviously you don't pay for these podcasts, but instead by you sharing them, um, it really like it, I really value it. So thank you. Um, and then ladies, uh, Baba starts soon. So if you wanted to do Baba, I talked about it a bit more in the last episode, but that's my feminine business, uh, coaching program combo of one-on-one and coaching. And if you are just feeling a little bit overwhelmed in your business or you're wanting to scale your business, um, and you don't feel fully confident in like your offerings and what you want to do, but you know, deep down, this is your calling and your purpose. Definitely check out the webpage for that. Um, masterminds already well and truly started, which is super exciting. And maybe by, I don't know, maybe, maybe you can still get New York tickets. I can't remember exactly when this is coming out. So you might still be able to get New York immersion tickets or otherwise they're done, they're finished and you've missed out. And I will not be doing another US of A, US of A, lol, US event, um, for quite a while. So I hope that if you wanted to come, you jumped on that, um, that you're not having a pity party because you missed out. Um, I think that's everything. Oh, certification starts soon. And I think that's everything. So jump on the certification if you want to be able to take your clients through like massive fucking amazing, um, modalities and transformations and trauma release and sexual healing and all that jazz, um, both men and women. And, uh, and that's actually a really big thing. A lot of coaching, uh, no coaching certifications actually like when we talk about a topic, then go, this is what it's going to be for men. This is what it's going to be for women. But with everything that I'm teaching the certification, I'm really trying to make that effort of being like for men, it's going to be more X for women. It's going to be more X because it's really important to have, um, like a really good understanding of the different brains basically. All right. I'm going to love you and leave you and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful and I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it and I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are. 